Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's all conversation at this point, speculation and projection, but it does matter when you hear from the offensive coordinator and how Luke Getze plans to use all of these new weapons and maybe get the most out of the quarterback in year two in this offense for Justin Fields. Luke Getze did go to the podium this week as well and got another opportunity to talk about, you know, the latest in, in Justin Fields and what he has seen from other guys. What did you hear from Luke Getze that stood out the most, Dan? Yeah, there's a couple things here for me, David. The first thing is, is that Luke always shoots you straight. And so he's not going to make something more than it is ever. And he's not going to let reporters asking leading questions make something more than it is either. And so I, I, I kind of specifically just kind of open-ended asked him, what his command is personally of the personnel that he has with the vision of where he wants the offense to go. And he was pretty straightforward in saying, this is a, a phase of the off season where you can't do as much as you want to obviously can't establish a running game when there are no pads on and you're not able to do anything. And so there, there's a lot of feeling out that goes on during this period for an offensive coordinator who's trying to shape this offense. He's uh, very, very uh, emphatic and adamant that this, this, this stage of football in, in April and May and June is about creating chemistry, about hammering fundamentals and about teaching. And then we'll get into training camp and we'll see what that all looks like when we hit the ground. His point is like, we've got to make progress in the areas that we just talked about so that when you do get into training camp, you're not taking a step back and reviewing things that should have already been pretty much solidified in April, May, and June. Um, to that end, when we can get into a little bit more of this in a little bit, I think he has very clear-cut expectations of Justin Fields. I think they're echoed by his boss, Matt Eberflus, and then the quarterback's coach, Andrew Janoco, in setting up some, some pretty good parameters of where they want Justin to go. I cannot tell you how many times the words timing and rhythm have been said by people at that dais in the last you know five, six weeks at Hallis Hall. It's a lot. It's coming up every single session, and it's obviously a talking point that they're hammering every single day so that this developing quarterback really understands the importance of where he needs to go with that part of the passing game. So that's related to his relationship and dynamic and chemistry with receivers and DJ Moore and the new core and maybe the tight ends with uh, Cole Komet and Tunyon and maybe even the backfield. I wonder how the offensive line factors – into that too, the timing, the rhythm, the familiarity, because I asked that because we spent an entire podcast earlier um, in a previous episode about Jalen Johnson's return. Nate Davis also back at right guard. Yeah. Nate Davis 
you know, gets a $30 million free agent contract and then you couldn't find him. So now he's back and he's in, in an offensive line that feels like there's not going to be a ton of competition, Dan. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Maybe they'll say otherwise, but you've got Cody Whitehair at center kind of to begin that chemistry and that dynamic and that continuity that you're talking about. And you got the same guards with Tevin Jenkins and Nate Davis. And then your tackles are your, your homegrown products, Braxton Jones and, and Darnell Wright. So what value did Getsy attach to having those guys in place? And, and how much do you think that that is certainly going to be your, your unquestioned five offensive linemen? Oh, that's going to be, barring an injury, that's going to be your, your offensive line for certain. Jatari Carter has been taking the reps in Nate Davis's absence at guard. He's a day three pick last year out of Southern, a uh, guy that they're trying to groom and develop into to, to somebody that can be a, a guy that can hold down a roster spot and, and be an asset to you some way, somehow. Nate Davis's absence to me, David, is one of the bigger head scratchers because they talk all the time about creating that, that gel uh, um, among an offensive line as quickly as possible. And when you have one of your marquee signings decide that he doesn't need to gel as quick as everybody else, well, now you got to play catch up a little bit. He's back this week. He practiced earlier in the week with the three sessions that they had. And, you know, now it's about, just trying to make up for lost time as much as you can to get that cohesion feeling like it's supposed to feel when you get to, to, to training camp. And then obviously from training camp into the regular season, that offensive line has got to be reliable for Justin Fields. We cannot be sitting here in October going, Oh man, this is shakier than we thought it was going to be. And, and you know, these moving parts really have, have cost them an opportunity to fairly evaluate the quarterback. So you got to get that going quick, fast and in a hurry. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I need to see more from Nate Davis. We wanted to talk to him. Uh, after Wednesday's practice, a, a few media members requested to speak with Nate Davis, and uh, we asked if if he declined, and we're told more or less. <laughs> what, do you, what do you make of that? I mean, it's not anything big, but he just he, he's not very. Let, let's just agree, he's not concerned with making a strong first impression or worried about his perception. I think this is a veteran that's just worried about the reality of of getting in the trenches and doing his job. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the the reason you want to hear from him is just to just get an understanding of where his his headspace has been. Is there legitimate personal reasons that you've been tending to things away from football for the last several weeks, or or did you just, as a veteran, feel like you earned the right to not? come and do all the things that everybody else is doing right now. I'd love to just hear it in his words. And hopefully maybe next week during mini camp, when we have three days of availability, we'll get a chance to, uh, to reconnect with Nate and, and figure out where he's at. Reconnect, connect. Well, we talked to him one time and uh, right after free agency, right after so, he got signed. How yeah, right, was that right via zoom? Uh, no, that was in person up there. That was in so, person. Okay. So, so memorable that you, you lost it comple- completely. Totally, so. <laughs> he made such a strong impression that I can't even remember the details. All right. So next week he will be there for mini camp and he'll be in place. I think that offensively the bears are, are really, it, it's odd to say, but the most, the most curious position, the most unsettled position is probably the running back spot, right? I mean, you know who your receivers are going to be. It healthy. It's going to be DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney. You've got your two tight ends, which I think are going to be very good compliments and threats, especially in the red zone. We just talked about the offensive line. Justin Fields is on the no excuses tour. He's a, he's the headline act running back. Killer Herbert, I know he talked about, you know, boxing and, and pass protection and all his improvements. Roshan Johnson has, has done everything except for, you know, been nominated to run for senator. <laughs> I, I think that you've got a lot of possibility in the backfield, but I just don't know yet if they know what order that that depth chart is going to stack up. 
Breaking news, just got this memo from the Chicago Bears. Roshan Johnson is now in charge of the stadium project <laughs> exactly. for, for House Hall. So he's he's obviously earned his way up the up the pecking order very quickly, as we expected on draft weekend, that this climb was going to come for him. But yeah, that's a position that you really can't assess at this phase. They're not doing anything where you can judge a running back. I mean, I don't know the last time that you were able to glean a whole lot from individual drills that running backs are doing running through pads, you know, without pads on and, and just, uh, you know, skipping around and prancing around there's going to be a lot to, to learn when we get closer to the the regular season but they've got to sort that out and they've got to figure out um the complementary skill sets of these guys and how they want to blend them together uh, i think luke is very eager to kind of to kind of get this thing to the training camp phase so then you can start kind of doing the experimental stuff that allows you to, to form an identity and you want to have that identity crystallize really quickly um, and and so we'll be in wait and see mode there with the, the, the it's not a depth chart right now as Matty Berfus told us oh, it's, try, a rep, sorry. It's, it's a reps chart. Can we start that over? Can we cut that from the <laughs> from the podcast? I don't want to make that mistake. I, it's I have, a reps chart. I thought I passed my Bears culture test, but I guess not. I flunked that uh, question. Um, hey, we digressing slightly regarding the running back position. It is related to the Bears because it's an NFC North issue. Wanted to get your reaction. Dalvin Cook, released by the Vikings, not a huge surprise, saves them $9 million in salary cap space. He was due to be a $14 million hit. Dalvin Cook, 27 years old, I think only 13 running backs in the last uh, seven years after the 28th birthday have gotten 1,000 yards. There are a lot of statistics to support the fact that the Vikings may be getting rid of a guy or preferred to a year early rather than a year too late. What do you think about Dalvin Cook leaving the division and how that makes the Vikings more uh, vulnerable? My, my first reaction is there is no crueler position in sports than running back in the NFL. I, I mean, you can be one of the one of the league's top playmakers and 18 months later, just be a cast off that no one really wants because you got too much wear and tear on you and they don't want to pay you and, and, and they can find a younger, cheaper version that can produce more. Um, and so that, that that's reaction one. Reaction two is that we all know that the Vikings are in this kind of awkward transitional phase of being a division championship team that is now trying to figure things out with where they go. Go and, and and who are their core guys? We know who their number one playmaker is. He's the the, the guy that wears eighteen. You know, Justin Jefferson's going to be their their star for a long time and is one of the best players in the entire NFL. Um, but now you've got to make things work. You don't know how much time Kirk Cousins has left as your quarterback. You've got to figure out the entirety of your roster. And so it speaks to me to uh, coupled with obviously the most landmark move of the NFC North offseason, Aaron Rodgers going to New York, the openness of this division and the inability for any of us to, to have a crystal ball and project it with any certainty at all, because every single team has some massive question marks that, you know, do not have obvious answers to them. 